You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners where you learn the business side of running a group practice. I'm your host, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is a practice management and EHR software that helps behavioral health professionals manage their practice with confidence and efficiency. I've been using Therapy Notes in my own group practice for about five or six years now, and they're hands down amazing. They've got a scheduling and to-do list that is so easy to look at, a notes template that is amazing and exactly what you need, billing that has accurate reports that you can use, credit card processing system, a client portal that's constantly being updated, security, and tech support that is amazing. You can call and actually talk to someone right away. If you're looking for an EHR that can give you everything you need to run your group practice smoothly, try Therapy Notes out by going to www.therapynotes.com forward slash the group practice exchange and you'll get two free months to try them out. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting. They're an accounting firm that works specifically with mental health practices, both solo and group, and they do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. And on top of that, they can help you set up your Profit First systems. So if you're thinking of using Profit First or currently use them, go to Green Oak Accounting and check them out. You can check them out at www.greenoakaccounting.com. Mention the Group Practice Exchange and get $100 off your first month. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Group Practice Exchange podcast. I've got John Sanders with me of RevKey. He's the person that does my group practices um, Google Ads. And so I'm really excited to have him on. And we're going to be talking about digital marketing amidst COVID-19. Hi, John. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me during this crazy time in our society. Right, right. Um, I'm excited to hear what you have to say, though. Um, obviously, advertising and marketing is um, a hot topic right now because a lot of practices are seeing a dip in new clients calling. And so um, I'm interested to see what kind of trends you're seeing and feedback that you have since obviously um, what you're seeing is probably shifting uh, a little bit at least since since COVID you know, kind of became a thing here. I would say it's shifted a great deal. Um, really kind of looking at data from my own Google Ads accounts and then also using Google's um, Google Trends tools, which is more of a strategic view of kind of what's going on day to day with different search terms. Um, traffic has shifted quite a bit. Uh, for example, counseling near me, therapy near me, um, or city-based terms like Chicago counseling, for example, you know, usually were what ran a lot of my Google Ads campaigns, but now those are seeing less and less searches, and we're seeing more and more searches for things like online counseling and, and online therapy. And, and I also think that you're, you're starting to see some awareness on users' parts for something along the lines of telehealth, which is two months ago, most people would not have ever even dreamed to use that term, search term. But now I'm starting to see it pop up in some of my accounts, um, and and it's there has been an overall uh, a lot lower search volume. So it's uh, it, it's been quite an adjustment. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that. Well, that's exciting to see that um, there's changes happening. I, I think it causes anxiety for a lot of business owners, but I'm seeing it as an opportunity 
to, to be able to potentially grow the business in a way that, you know, I might not have been thinking about beforehand. So I'm excited to see where this all kind of leads us as business owners. Um, so yeah, let, let us know a little bit about the trends and, and what your, what, um, information you're gathering and also what insights you're having based off of that. Because as a person who knows nothing about Google ads, um, and, and has handed this off to an expert like you, or most specifically you, but handed off to an expert. Um, this is not a strong suit of mine. So I'm, I'm interested to see kind of hear firsthand what it is you're doing in terms of shifting um, amidst all of this. So I mentioned Google Trends, which is their strategic tool where you can just put in any term and it will tell you on a scale of one to a hundred what the interest in that term is. Uh, if we go back to a time in early February before COVID was here, counseling near me was at a 97 and is typically very high. And as I said, is usually one of the best search terms or keywords in my accounts. Uh, and after, right after COVID, that dropped down to about 32. Um, same thing with... Wow therapy near me went from a 90 to a 38. Um, I pulled Chicago counseling for the state of Illinois just for you. Um, and it went from a 60 to a 39. Um, yet at the same time, online counseling from early February, when interest in it was fairly low, was a 42. It is now 100. And video counseling went from 59 to 100. And telehealth from six to a hundred. Wow. So we're, we're starting to see many, many more people are using those terms. And for a lot of my customers who are putting together, um, you know, telehealth pages and telehealth solutions for their practices, it was, you know, going in very quickly, adding some keywords around that and really changing a lot of uh, the headlines in our ads Instead of call now or local therapy near you, all of a sudden it became start online counseling today or start, you know, online therapy today. Um, are, and so, are you seeing, um, I know previously the cost for ads, uh, online counseling ads was high. I know I had talked to you about this a, a long, well, not a long time ago, but before COVID um, because we we were trying to market teletherapy beforehand um, for our commuters. We have a lot of people who commute into the city and um, wanted to be able to get more afternoon slots um, with, you know, the people that are commuting and taking the trains downtown and, you know, aren't coming home until later on at night and maybe don't necessarily want to then use their little bit of nighttime to not be with their families to come into therapy and um, I remember you mentioning that there was a sort of a high cost to mentioning online counseling because you're competing with those online uh, therapy directories, right. right? Is that, are you noticing any shifts in that happening? I don't know if like the more people are using it, the more watered down the value is in terms of, or the cost is or how that works. You know, it's been interesting because before this, as you mentioned, uh, it was very expensive to really run for online counseling because you have Talkspace and BetterHelp and e-counseling, all of which have are running ads nationally for those terms with very large uh, advertising budgets. So I would see average cost for each click for that being anywhere between 8 to $10. Mm -hmm. 
Now, all of a sudden, there are a lot more people who are searching those terms. So you would think there'd be some more competition. Um, uh, so there's more people searching for it in terms of demand. There more, there's more competitors. Uh, but uh, my initial results, just going through my accounts this morning, really shows that most people are paying about five to seven dollars a click for that, which is higher than I would say is average for a therapy practice. Usually, before COVID, I would see most therapy practices were getting three to four dollars a click. That can vary by where you are. If you're in an area with a large amount of competitors who are going after those keywords, it can be higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also since COVID, a lot of people have been putting together Google ads accounts because they are trying to, to find, to find some new customers. So really everything's kind of with, with our averages has kind of gone haywire in the last several weeks. Um, mm-hmm. but what I've seen so far is five to $7, um, for, for online counseling with the, with the limited amount of data that I have for it. And what are your, what's your opinion so far, and that might change in the future, but what's your opinion on the usefulness of, of using, putting in ads that have, you know, online therapy or video therapy or telehealth, um, to, that drives up that cost to five, seven dollars. Uh, what's your opinion on doing that? Is that, are you seeing that the ROI is generally good? If, if you put a good ad out and you have a good website that is speaking clearly to, to people's clients is, are they practices that are doing that seeing a good return on investment or do you have any suggestions around that? So my, my limited data shows that, you know, I, I've seen some fairly good lead rates off of that. Um, but I think what you just said is correct is that you have to make sure that you have a good ad. And then once people click on that ad and they go to your website, you have to have a really good, page that they can look at and go, okay, this is really a online practice that can serve my needs. Um, You know, right after COVID happened, you know, we all threw pop-ups on our website. Um, But as this has continued, uh, I've really advised my clients to really try to get an entire page just around telehealth. And so if you're if you're serious about advertising for online counseling or online therapy, you really have to have that good page because you still have things like BetterHelp and Eat Counseling and Talkspace out there with these huge websites that are all dedicated to that. Um, so you have to keep that in mind that people might be looking at those pages. So just having a pop-up or just a, a little paragraph on your site is probably not going to do it. You really need to have that 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 strong telehealth page that and, and can specifically talk about you know what's happening in our society now and 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 how you're you're addressing it as as a counseling practice. That makes sense. So, with that information, um, I know this was something that you and I were briefly talking about right before we aired was some kind of mindset shifts that maybe business owners need to be taking. Um, You had mentioned that oftentimes people start to let go of some, you know, operating expenses and they'll look at things like advertising or marketing costs to, to let go of because of, you know, trying to ensure that they have enough funds to pay, cover payroll and such. Um, And you're bringing up some good points. So I'd love to, shared those good points because I think that's something that our 
kind of business owners specifically could benefit from? Sure. This is a classic problem that's talked about in, in, in business schools. And, and every time a recession comes up is when a recession happens, you know, the business owner ends up sitting down with, with their accountant saying, okay, we've got to find ways to cut expenses. Um, but to me, advertising is not a pure expense like insurance or legal fees or equipment because those things do not immediately impact you being able to go out and find new customers. They support that, but advertising and marketing is what can help you find new customers in a tough economic time. And so, I mean, that's the the problem that you have is that during a time where you need more customers, you're trying to spend less to get more customers. So that doesn't really make a lot of sense. So don't just look at your marketing and advertising as an expense on an income statement. That is ultimately what is going to help you get new customers to help you survive and you know potentially even thrive during these tough times. And really every time there's a recession, you'll be able to go out and find cases where the companies that kept advertising are the ones that really did a better job in that tough economic time and then also after after that. So um, really what you need to do is not just stop advertising altogether and stop advertising doing marketing. That's not going to help you and that's going to shrink your business. Um, you do need to make sure that your marketing is effective during that time. So it's more along the lines of if using the analogy of a tree, you want to cut off a couple of branches of the tree that maybe aren't doing so well. You don't want to cut down the entire tree. Right. Um, you want to be so, marketing in a smart way, in a way that is is actually going to help your business. So I, I was going to say, I see not only what you're describing, which is kind of one end of the spectrum where people just stop any sort of paid marketing and are you know only marketing by sending out emails or reaching out to their referral sources, you know, verbally or over the phone, those free marketing methods, you know, I see that, but I also see the other end of the spectrum where people then just like throw anything against the wall to see what sticks. Um, And it's really hard to see what, see what sticks marketing wise when you're, when you throw a bunch of things out there, because it's really hard to pinpoint which things are playing the biggest role in referrals coming in or not, but also you have the potential for spending wastefully. Um, and so, yeah, I, I see both of those, both of those ends is like people going to, to nothing and spending $0 because they want to save or people, um, maybe not necessarily spending a lot, but just putting, putting their efforts into too many different things all at once. No, that's, that's absolutely correct. You can get to the point where you just, it, the desperation that you start grabbing all of these different ad platforms, and then it can get confusing as to uh, which ones are actually giving you a return on investment. Um, and that gets back to a lot of the basics of Google ads. If you've, you've, you've got to make sure that you're, that you're tracking your leads correctly with either call tracking software like I use or, or some of the built-in conversion tracking of, of, of Google ads. Um, but yeah, you definitely don't stop advertising altogether. But don't get so wild and desperate that you're that you're starting to to do a whole bunch of different things. So, what what 
how do you want to wrap this up? What are your biggest suggestions or pieces of feedback or takeaway things that you're, you want to give to group practice owners specifically amidst COVID, knowing that after this is over, that information might be a little different again, you know, if things sure. go back to a state of normalcy. But for people who are in this state now who are uh, anxious about new calls coming in, feeling the pangs of, you know, calls having gone down and, and new clients being scheduled going down, what, what feedback do you have when it comes to just your realm, obviously? Sure. Well, and, and even just kind of in the broader sense of marketing and, and, and being a business owner myself. So I think that there are a couple of opportunities here is that one, especially during this time with what we're going through, um, people are going to need mental health counseling now more than ever. And I think we need to keep that in mind. And so while I'm looking at the week to week search trends, um, eventually a lot of these people are going to get online. They are going to need somebody to talk to about, you know, what they've gone through during this period. And then another thing is that this is somewhat of a opportunity for those of you who have put together a telehealth solution real fast and put it on your website. And you, once again, you need to have a very good page for that and, and, and a solid platform to, to work on that. But if you find that you like this, being able to work online, this gives you the opportunity of expanding your customer base just from outside of your local physical area. So if you specialize in a specialized form of couples counseling or really any type of specialty counseling, this is an opportunity for you, if this really works out, for you to maybe start advertising to the entire state or wherever you have a license that you can practice, where you can try to find some ideal customers that you wouldn't have thought about three months ago because they're 200 miles away. Well, 200 miles away doesn't matter when, when you're doing a telehealth solution necessarily. So I think that, that is a, that's a hidden opportunity in this. Um, and then the final thing is, you know, and this is just kind of at, at the business owner level of, you know, there are a number of grants out there. There, you know, the federal government has put together programs. You know, there are small business loans out there to to help you during this time and and to to go out and definitely take a look at those and and um, you know, especially if you're if you've got rent or you need to pay for some advertising or, or things like that. You know, some of those programs are definitely the things that can help you out during this time. I have a question. I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot or if there's actually an answer to this, but as you were talking, I was thinking of this. What because a lot of marketing methods don't have an immediate return on investment, what are your thoughts on Google ads in terms of return on investment? Do you feel like it's something that, you know, on average needs a certain amount of time? And if so, what amount are you seeing before? Because I feel like one of the things that, you know, people are doing is also then, okay, uh, I'll put X amount into Google ads. And then a week later are like, we did not get any, we didn't get any more calls than normal. We got, you know, we've been averaging 10 calls a week and we got 10 calls this week. Um, do you have any thoughts or feedback around just expectations that group practice owners should have when putting ads out of how soon to see a return on investment um, or what a good ROI is? Like if you're spend, you know, I don't know, this might vary based off of location, but if you're spending a hundred, like a good return on investment is to have gotten 
one client. Or if you're spending X amount, you really want to have X amount of clients. Because I guess, you know, clicks does also doesn't equal clients. And maybe that's right. like even a, a second level question to you is what um, percentage of clicks do we want to have become clients? Like what's a normal amount? Because maybe people assume if I'm getting 10 clicks that nine of them are going to be scheduled when that's likely very untrue. Well, to set that expectation, you should first think about your own web habits of oftentimes when you go to a website, you do not perform what they want you to do the first time there. You don't always buy something the first time you're there. Oftentimes it takes you five or six times to, to come back. Um, also, if, especially if you're starting a Google Ads campaign now, um, when things are chaotic, normally I tell clients, you know, we really need to have some statistically significant data to, to look at, you know, over 60 or 90 days to really kind of look at a program. Mm -hmm. Now, the good news about Google Ads is you can start a Google Ads campaign today and with the right bidding, you can be on the first page above the organic results today. So you can see some immediate results. Now, in normal times, what I would what I usually like to see is I like to see between 5 to 10% of those clicks turn into either a phone call or a form or some sort of online scheduling action is really what I'm looking for. The internet average is probably like 2 to 3%, but for my accounts I I mean I want to I want to shoot for that that 5 to 10%. Mhm. Mm and then you also make a correct point is, if, you know, if you're paying $7 a click for compulse counseling in New York City, um, your ROI is going to be very different from somebody who is paying, you know, $2.50 a click for, um, you know, counseling near me out in rural Arkansas, for example. Um, and also you're going to end up charging different rates as well. So, right. um, so there, there, is, there is some of that to, to deal with. But in general, like I said, I, I, I want to, to make sure that um, you're getting those those leads and making sure that you have that lead tracking in place so you can know exactly what you're getting from Google. So after that period of you know, 60 days, you can say, okay, I got this many leads from Google and I know it led to this many clients. And then you have to look at that. What's that client value going to be over time? And that gets into, you know, are you doing insurance or self-pay and then, and then what rates you're dealing with. It's, uh, that makes sense. So if you're uh, kind of the industry averages 2 to 5% um, of the people that are clicking, you want a person would want to have become a person who's calling or clicking on the button to schedule that appointment, right? I'd say really the, the internet average is more like yeah. two to three percent. But okay. I, like as I said, I, I'm usually shooting for five to five to ten percent is 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 what I want to see. Um, and there's also an immediacy to Google Ads because people are farther along in their buying cycle, really. So they are actively saying counseling near me or online counseling. Um, and so they are looking for somebody to do that. Whereas with some other platforms, like if we look at Facebook, for example, which is much more of the long game where you show some people some blog posts and you get them to like your page and then you show them some remarketing ads. And it's much more of a multi-stepped process to get people to, to take that final action to, to become a patient. Whereas Google, it's 
you know, somebody is actively searching for that at, at that moment. So that's why Google has the chance to be successful very quickly. So are you finding, I guess this is my, my closing question. Are you finding three weeks in or so into this whole thing that the businesses that you're working with are finding generally good results marketing telehealth or is it too soon to say? I'd say I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I am seeing some people are doing fairly well with it. Um, specifically with clients who, who've kind of followed the advice of, you know, really trying to put together a good page on their, on their website about, um, about telehealth and, and what they're doing during, during this time. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic, but you know, the numbers are, the numbers are constantly changing. Right. So where, how do people reach you if they, if they're wanting to dip their toe in Google ads and, um, and try, try their hand at Google ads with, with someone who's, uh, you know, a professional, how can they reach out to you? You can just go to my website at revkey.com. That's R-E-V-K-E-Y.com. And, um, and, you know, we can set up an appointment to talk and, and see how I can help you out with your, with your Google ads. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about some of those trends that you're seeing. Thanks, Maureen. Appreciate it. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. We'll see you next time.